You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where the leading SEO, pay-per-click, social media, content marketing, and email marketing authorities come to share their secrets. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, OneClick Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. Today is super awesome because I got a twofer for you. I got two guests for the price of one, and they know a ton about um, optimization conversion and growing your following on your blogs. We are going to ask them a ton of questions today, so make sure you stay tuned. Their names are Davish Kanal and Benji Hyam, and they are doing some amazing things on their blog called Grow and Convert. They are trying to grow a blog to 40,000 monthly uniques in just six months. So you don't want to hear from me anymore. Let's bring them on and ask them how their little experiment is going. Hey, boys, how's it going? Good. How are you? Good. So somebody tell me about growandconvert.com, where this came from, how it's going, and if you're going to meet that May 17th goal. (laughs) I'll I'll take on the first question. You can take on the the last one. Okay. Uh, um, So we met... This is Benji. Uh, we met at a dinner, um, actually, and it's kind of an interesting story because we've only met once in person so far, uh, and we've been running the site for about four months. So we met um, at one of Sujin Patel's dinners in San Francisco and kind of just got started talking. I think Davis was talking about how he had started a content marketing course, and um, was actually selling seats in that. And that was really interesting for me because I had never done something like that. And so my background is mostly in B2B content marketing, actually. And so just started talking about uh, content marketing and how we could potentially grow con- or how we could get leads for Davis. Well, this business. is, well, hold on, hold on. This is, this is what happens. What? <laughs> I, was, I was actually complaining to him that content marketing doesn't work for high end B2B services because our, like what I'm doing full time and, and was definitely at that time was running a conversion optimization agency, a marketing agency. So, you know, like high end monthly, monthly retainers, not some like SaaS app that's like $5 a month to, to right. just click on. And Benji said, that's ridiculous. You're wrong. Uh, you can definitely use content marketing for that. So we started talking, and he was talking about his experience doing that for Think Apps, which was a large professional app development agency. And he said, yeah, we got like $100,000 deals through the blog. And so I said, well, that's amazing. <laughs> if you can do that, that's really valuable. And he was like, yeah, I'm thinking about writing a book on it. And that's where the course stuff came in. I said, a book? Because I said, if you really have this skill, Benji, this is pretty valuable. And he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about writing. I was like, why would you write a book about it? What is a book? First of all, this is sort of the (laughs) Internet. And so it's going to become obsolete in two days after you publish it. And then second, it's just I I don't understand the point. I mean, you make like $19.99 a a copy or something plus a publisher. I don't know how that would work. And so uh, and so I said, why don't you actually just do it and build your blog, like build an audience if you can do that? And you can monetize in all kinds of interesting ways that would be more fun, more valuable, and make more money. Um, of course, being one idea, but also just, I don't know, communities and software and all kinds of things. And that's just a lot more valuable than having a whole bunch of people that bought your book um, and growing an email list. And so Benji was like, oh, I, I don't know how to do that. Like, tell me about it. And so, so it was sort of grow, which is Benji, 
and convert, which is me. And so we had a follow-up conversation and he said, well, why don't we just build this together? And, uh, and, and then, then you didn't, you didn't want to, you're like, why would I do that? I have my own consulting business. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like I can grow it. You can convert people. And so I feel like it's a perfect match. And I think it just, we ended up getting into it because I just looked up the domain. I think it was like the first name that popped into my head, Grow and Convert. And I looked it up on GoDaddy and it was somehow available. I was like, all right. well, this, It is a great name. Yeah. It is a great name. And I was like, at this point, it's just meant to be. It's like, when, it, when is the first name that you come up with uh, actually available? And then all the social media accounts were available. And so I was like, all right, now we just have to do this. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Okay, and so what month was that? That, that was, was it in like mid to late November. Well, that okay. was probably no, 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 no. early October. November. So the yeah, dinner yeah. was in October, and so I think it was early November that we started talking about this, and then we got the site up in like two weeks, maybe less. Okay, where are we now then, boys? Yeah, good question. Um, so so we started, maybe our first post was, post was published November 17th. November 17th. Yeah. Um, and then we really should have posted it on December 1 because that would have made it clean. So we're somewhere in the 4.5 month range. In February, we got, um, I think our unique. No, four months because uh, it's March. Well, I guess it's March right. 11. Yeah, sorry, four months. Where I am. Our uniques have gone basically from like, it was something, we got to a thousand immediately almost. And it was. How? Uh, through communities and. and Facebook, I think. Yeah, a lot of it was just Facebook, my personal audience. So, like, the first post was basically just an announcement starting our site. Uh, it was called Content Marketing Has Become Too Trendy. Here's what we plan okay. to do about it. And it was kind of just – actually, that's the only really opinion piece that we've had on our site. Um, and it was just – I had written it, my opinion, about just – content marketing sites in general and just kind of where things are headed. Uh, so I guess when I first started out, uh, maybe five or six years ago working at companies, I started as a social media coordinator. And I think what I noticed at that time was we were, we were at a point where content marketing was just starting to become well-known. And so I think more of the problem then was just, creating content, like getting content out there. I don't think there was enough content online at that point. And I think shifting five or six years down the line, now there's an abundance of content. And I think the problem is more curation and actually good content now. And so what I've started to notice is that there's a lot of companies just creating really high level blog posts and not actually really helping people. And I think it's created a lot of frustration online. Um, just people following company blogs, not really getting a lot of helpful advice or interesting information. And so we, I kind of wrote this post as just kind of stating the problem is just, there's too much content. No one's being helpful anymore. And we kind of want to cut through the weeds by, um, like we looked at all the marketing blogs out there basically and we just noticed the same thing is that a lot of the stuff has now become really high level and no one's really giving you the how to. And so we wanted to change that by really writing in-depth posts uh, about marketing and case studying what we've actually done with real numbers. Uh, and awesome. so that's, that's the big difference uh, in terms of our content strategy and what we've set out to do. 
Okay, so I interrupted you. You said you got a thousand, just kind of off the bat, yeah. and then you said, "Where are you now?" So we're at so February got seven thousand six hundred um, users. So we're counting it as users. So people that are sort of wondering, there's you know Google audit, Google Analytics, there's sessions and page views and unique page views. There used to be something called unique visitors. They call that users now, and so that's that's inevitably your lowest number. <laughs> and so right. that in uh, December it was uh, twelve hundred. Then January it was four point four, so four thousand four hundred. And then in February it was seven point six. Um, and we're aiming. We just released a post. We're aiming. Uh, really high because we need to start cranking it up now because we have until I think May. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're aiming for 20K users. And so we're just ramping everything up. And the way we've gotten it, I mean, a thousand, a lot of people don't get a thousand users for a while was what Benji was saying is our personal networks and uh, Facebook and then a couple marketing communities that like sort of content similar to what we what we put out inbound.org and growth hackers have been really helpful and then uh a little bit of reddit i mean we're just trying to like play on communities because it's a brand new domain so we have no domain authority uh a trickle of seo traffic and that's gonna we know that's gonna take time and so to hit this kind of absurd goal in such a short amount of time we're just gonna bank on on a couple things going viral and communities and releasing hopefully one or two kind of interesting projects um, in terms of, you know, kind of more than just content, hopefully a couple software ideas, running a social contest and giving away stuff. We're just, we're sort of pulling out all the stops here to, to just rapidly build an initial audience. And then once that's done, then we plan on kind of doing it in a more sustainable way, building links and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. I think the big thing is actually just testing. So just like anyone else would do, we're testing things for ourselves. And so we've probably heard about a lot of the same channels that some people have success with. And so we go test them for ourselves. Um, and then if something works, then we'll write about exactly what we did. Um, that way, hopefully that can help other people. Yeah, and I think um, that's what I liked most about your blog. I had a meeting with my the head of my SEO team today, my head of my traffic team today, mm-hmm. and like I'm sharing your blog post. I'm like, go do this. <laughs> Why aren't we doing this? What about this? Do this. So like, I love the case studies on your blog. It's totally, it's totally awesome. Um, there's three I actually wanted to go over that I want you guys to expound on if you have a second. But yeah. first and foremost, tell me how often you're blogging. <laughs> so we started off. We started off doing not a lot. I I probably published maybe a post a month, and then Benji maybe two. And in March we're planning on doing three posts a week. Uh, yeah, one by Benji, one by me, and one by a guest poster. So that's and I think that's probably kind of the. Yeah, it's kind of like the max we can do. It's, yeah, it's kind of the max we can do right now, and it's kind of probably the max we need to do. So. Um, to so even long term, past the challenge. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, that, I think a, the challenge going above that is just promotion. So I'm I'm handling a lot of the promotion right now, and there's just not enough time to be able to write content once no. a week, and then also do all the promotion as well. Especially because you're going for quality content. Exactly. Which yeah, yeah. You can't outsourced to some guy on Viber. So that's unfortunate for you guys. Yeah, I know. We have to write all our content. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, if you don't mind, you can totally pass on this question. How is your email subscribers looking? Yeah, no, we share everything, so we can we can reveal anything. We're at, I gotta look now. We're at a little bit over a thousand. So nice. yeah, conversion rate site wide, I think we. One of the things that we just haven't had time to do, or I haven't had time to do from the beginning, was do this properly with Google Analytics. But since I started actually measuring it, I'll tell you, it's something in like the four to five percent site wide conversion rate uh, uh, around that. So. You know, I mean, I would say, and, and the way we do that is through a couple content upgrades, but really just a site-wide pop-up. Okay, so that brings me to the first, the first article I wanted to bring up with you guys, which was the number one problem with content upgrades and what you've learned to do instead. Do share. <laughs> first of all, tell everybody what a content upgrade for those that don't know what. Yeah, that is. so uh, blog post. You have a blog post. How do you convert people on it? What most people do is they put forms. Uh, that say join my newsletter, and they put them wherever the hell they're. Oh, sorry, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how PG this audience. No kids is. are listening. <laughs> <laughs> they put them wherever the hell their WordPress theme puts them. They just don't change it, and it's in the sidebar and it's at the end of the post, inevitably, right? Those don't convert very well, and so uh, instead, that's how people get a little bit more aggressive, and they use a pop up, whatever that converts really well. What converts on, on high-quality content, what I've found and many other people have found converts extraordinarily well, is adding an extra bonus piece of content that you need to join the email list to receive. And, and Brian Dean of Backlinko coined it the content upgrade. Um, and so everyone's just been calling it the content upgrade since then. So what that is, uh, for example, is we have uh, a post that just came out that Benji wrote about how he wrote his first article on Medium and took a bunch of very intentional steps to try to get it to trend on Medium. So it sort of went viral and did all this stuff. And it worked. He was able to pitch it to Ariana Huffington and get it into like HuffPost biz blog or whatever uh, as well. And so then he wrote a post about exactly the steps he did there. One key part of that was that he found the right Medium publication, a publication, quote unquote, is what Medium calls like their sub sites, right? They're on different topics. They call it a publication. So, and so he says, you know, a key part of the strategy is if you're going to do this, figure out like what article you're writing, what publication would love it. Like there are, they love articles on, on that topic. And then make sure that it has enough views or followers uh, so that they can immediately start liking your post to get 100 followers in the first hour, which is a key to it, get, it starting to trend, 100 likes. So, so that publication list is kind of an important piece. Well, what he did was, what Benji did was create this spreadsheet that listed basically every medium publication, who's in charge of it or something like that, the amount of followers it has, the description, and just like stuff about it. That we didn't put in the post. We said, we've created this, and if you want it, uh, just you know, click here and subscribe to our email list, and it's, it's there. It's free for our email subscribers. Mm. And so the entire post, in a way, it, the people that are reading it, the, the upgrade is just a natural extension of it. And it's, it's almost like the post sells your, your lead magnet, right? It's like yeah. a sales pitch for it. It's not. It's not really a pitchy. That's not the whole point. The point is to have good content. But you have this extra piece that is just a natural extension. If someone wanted to take the first step someone wanted to, I don't know, summarize the information, have a checklist to enact it. It's, it works really well on actionable pieces. So, um, so then the conversion rates turn from, you know, 
a percent, two percent, three percent, four percent to ten percent plus. So right now, I'm looking at Google Analytics. When I said three to four percent site-wide conversion rate in the last week, this past five days or whatever, our entire site has converted ten percent of uh, users into email subscribers. So dang, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd say that's probably because of both of the content upgrades. So Davis just wrote a post on uh, a growth, a content growth model. And so he gives away a spreadsheet for people to be able to model growth for their blog. And so I, th- I think that actually the more actionable content upgrades do a lot better. So we are testing a lot of PDFs and uh, of, of the post and just some lesser things, I guess. And yeah, so on my post, uh, I got sent this spreadsheet to me when I was uh, first thinking about writing on Medium by a friend. Uh, Ben Hoffman. And then so this was super helpful in terms of just getting picked up by a publication and just figuring out which ones I wanted to target because it gives follower accounts and descriptions of what the publications are. And so I just recreated that for other people uh, so that if they want to write on Medium, now they have this spreadsheet where they can go figure out how to submit it to a publication. That's awesome. And just to reiterate what you were saying, as you're telling this story and you're like, and he made the spreadsheet, my natural next question was going to be, well, can I get a copy of that? So there you go. Perfect content upgrade, as you said. So um, let's talk about Medium for another second, because that was actually the second blog post I wanted to talk to you gentlemen about. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, you guys don't like repurpose all of your blog posts over on Medium, but you're going to write directly for Medium, your Medium audience, or tell me about how that works. Yeah, that's that's kind of been something that I've been trying to figure out for the last couple of years, I'd say. Um, so I was a really early user of Medium, started reading on there in 2013, I think. And really interestingly enough, uh, when I was at Think Apps, I had a friend, Greg, uh, who had started a startup, and so we were both trying to focus on content marketing for uh, growing both his startup and then Think Apps, where I was. And I chose the path of basically growing content marketing through WordPress and on our own site, and he chose the path of um, writing everything on Medium. And so it, it was interesting. So we would always measure different things. So he, we would measure traffic and leads. Um, and what he found was that he, he could get his medium post picked up by a lot of the top tech publications. Uh, and he had a, he had a really easy time with PR and he would get a ton of traffic. Um, but what worked for me was getting a ton of leads for a B2B business. So it was a really interesting dynamic. So we were both growing different channels at the, at the exact same time. Um, Wait, are you so, saying that he did not, he couldn't get leads through medium. So you just got a bunch of like traffic and got picked up, but he didn't get leads through it. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had a, he had a very different business. So he had like a B2C business and, and he would definitely get leads and sales, but it wasn't really that sustainable. And so for, I think it was, a, he admitted after, everything that the strategy that I used was better for getting the leads. He got a ton of exposure and it led to a bunch of other stuff. And he actually ended up writing a full book on medium uh, out of the experience because it, it was like really life changing for him. He got all these opportunities, gotten a lot of top publications, 
Um, but yeah, it, it didn't really amount to growing his business as much as he wanted to. It ended up making him pivot into other directions. Um, so Lindsay, to answer your question, I, Medium was kind of a one-off, right? Just to, to yeah, cut to the chase. It's yeah, not, yeah. we weren't, we're not, we're definitely not repurposing content anywhere else because I think SEO wise, uh, that would hurt. Maybe you know more about that than we do, but no, no, no. I was going to get back to that. So like, <laughs> yeah, so, so now, now thinking about using it Sorry. for our site, um, I, I wouldn't say we want to repurpose every type of content. So I, I think I start off my posts on Medium on Grow and Convert, just basically talking about what type of content does well. Uh, and I think that's a really important thing to note is like, I don't, it, it's not really a place, in my opinion, for marketing type articles, like just pure marketing yeah. articles. Like, what does really well there is personal stories, controversial stories about like trending things in the news. So if let's say New York Times put out something about Trump and someone else wanted to basically argue a different point, Medium would be a good place for that. Or you see a lot of the things in tech happening, uh, let's say about venture capital or something like that. That's like a good, those stories do really, really well there. Uh, so I don't think it's a good place to republish everything. That being said, I do think that certain articles that if you were to republish there would do really well. And I've read a lot of things. I know there was a, a forum on, or like a conversation on inbound between Rand and uh, Darmesh and I think some other people. And they were talking about republishing content on Medium. And from what I gained there, they said it doesn't really hurt your SEO. I think the worst thing that could happen was that medium outranks your site is what they said. So I do think that it's something interesting to play around with. So that was actually my first time playing around with republishing content. So I had, I had published the blog post on my site first, my personal site, and then I republished to medium. And okay. Let me ask an important question. You got 10,000 views on medium in four days. How much of that actually translated into traffic to grow and convert.com? Any? Yeah, a lot actually. Um, I think we got like 1500, 2000 views in the first four days. Nice. Um, yeah. And I don't think that there was a, a link until almost the bottom of the post too, which is good. Oh really? So, I was about to say I think it's because there were links in it, but I, I that's yeah, a there, question. I don't there remember was. where they were. The the link was towards the end of the post. So the the post is a full story about just kind of like my life and uh, me coming to the conclusion of wanting to leave uh, the corporate life and work on grow and convert full time. Um, and the the link I don't think was towards the very end of the post where I announced mm. that I was actually quitting my job to to go work on grow and convert full time. So I'd say it was probably about five minutes down and it still converted that much traffic. Uh, and I think the read rate on medium for that post was 52%. So you, you nice. gotta be pretty careful with medium. I feel like their audience can be ruthless, dude. Like, yeah, that, you know how people say that about Reddit? Like, like cause mm. a lot of, at some point marketers were like, how did I, how I got four bajillion views on Reddit. And like, everyone was like, I want to get Reddit and Reddit this. But what you learn if you if you talk to people that have done it is you have to be extremely careful what you post on Reddit because 
Redditors, there's like a culture, and if they can, if they sniff at all a scent that you're trying to sell them something or get them to click over or use it for marketing, they will immediately like, you know, make fun of you and block you and all this stuff. <laughs> Obviously, on Medium, you don't have that kind of control because it's not like a forum that they have control over. But I've seen uh, certain like sort of marketer types. There's like this little Medium kind of thing happening between people who consider themselves quote writers. And they're judging themselves on the quality of the writing. Very, very different than the world that we live in, where writing is just a tool to get traffic for to grow a business. And it's like <laughs> marketers. And the writers like to mock the marketers. And uh, and there are these sort of little medium like wars that I've seen with like warring articles where some guy will mock this other guy and then this guy will say that wasn't nice. It's like, so I think if you're just like, Hey, you know, if you publish like seven ways to get more traffic, like on medium, it's like, uh, yeah, like you could get people to like horrible. it if you just ask your friends, but it's not going to be, I think that well received by sort of the core medium audience. But don't you think that's the case with most content? Like, nobody wants seven more ways to get more traffic. Am I right? Like, we need, everyone needs the quality content. Give me some sort of something to grab onto that I haven't read ten times before. True. I I think the biggest thing with Medium is just telling an interesting story. It it really is about storytelling. Um, And and so make it interesting. I, I don't think content like your typical marketing content would do well in there. I have seen a lot of people tell a story and in the story they make a reference to their company or something like that. And I think that plays a little better, but I I think the sole purpose of writing on medium shouldn't be for uh, driving traffic somewhere. Yeah. I mean, even with my posts, yes, I put it on medium. Yes. It helped grow and convert, but that wasn't the purpose behind the post. It, it really was a personal story and it was me writing the story for myself and I had hoped that the story would help others if they wanted to do something similar to, to me, inspire them. And it just happened to play into everything else we were doing at the same time. Uh, and it ended up doing really well for us. But even, even going forward, if I were to publish something on Medium, it would really be a personal story or something that I think could help others. Um, and it might help our site, it might help build my brand, whatever it may be, but that's not the number one goal. All right, agreed. Thank you. That was some awesome information on Medium. Okay, my last question, well, my last blog post I want you guys to talk about is Breaking SlideShare, how I got 2 million views from only 16 presentations. Why don't you tell everybody your magic? <laughs> so that wasn't so us. That was yeah. a, our first guest post by... Oh, I'm sorry. I must have not looked close Yeah, enough. by this guy, right. Eugene Chen. Um, and they reached out to Benji, and he said, you know, we had you know, this and that stats. And I think we were just like any other audience member. We said, no way. And so then we exchanged a bunch of emails with them, and we're like, really? From SlideShare? And, uh, and so it looked like they had, and we hadn't really thought about guest posting. Benji had said we should have people guest post. And to tell you, frankly, I was initially a little bit hesitant because I said, no, the only reason this is doing well is because our posts, quite honestly, are just better than most other marketing posts out there. And if we get people guest yeah. posting, we're going to get the professional guest posters, which are like, hi, I run this blog for this company and I want to write a guest post. And then it like insert generic title that Lindsay, you just made fun of, like, Seven ways that yeah. you can use this. And I'm just like, no, this is ridiculous. We don't want to publish that. And so, but this was like, they had the, we said, okay, let's see the data. 
Like, let's, can you break this down? And, and at every step, they, it, it was good. Like, they had a good outline. They could put real screenshots in there. We even asked them things like, like, there's an honest part at the top where I said, at, towards the very end, when the post was basically written and done and we were going back and forth, I said, now, hold on. Was this $2 million, like, was this even for between the different slide shares you have? Uh, or was it largely one? Because I know just... There's always the 80-20 rule, right? And so inevitably, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a lot. One of them went super viral, and then and others get this amount. And I said, well, we need to mention that here. And so they had everything to back it up, and so we thought this is really good. And that post has done so well. It has been, even right now, if you go to Growth Hackers, it's, all, it's towards the top. It's been like ranking in these communities for a long time. Sean Ellis of Growth Hackers commented on it and said this is really good. Um, wow. Yeah. Noah Kagan of AppSumo reached out to Benji and said, hey, this is a really interesting post. So nice work. Yeah. I'm trying to get Eugene actually on the show um, since he's in Hong Kong. We're having we're having timing differences. So um, so stay tuned for that, listeners. <laughs> um, OK, so tell me about your fate. Does either of you. So like, let's say you have a customer because um, Davis, you run a you run a convert like a high end conversion. I'll drive traffic and leads for your business type of business, right? Yeah, more. I'll convert existing traffic. But yeah. Oh, OK. Um, so customer comes to you. OK, I'm ready to do this. And like you want to show them some magic during that first few weeks. What are you going to do in an actual engagement? Yeah. Well, so uh, <laughs> give me your secrets. No holding yeah, back. So I think there's a combination. Uh, it's like a two, one, two punch. You set expectations really clearly and then you exceed those expectations. So uh, when we do conversion consultancy, like who do we have? We have sort of uh, sites that have a lot of traffic and generally it's between SaaS commercial blogs and e-commerce sites. So some SaaS company has a decent amount of traffic and they say we want our landing pages and our homepage funnel and, and et cetera to get more people who land to start the free trial of our, of our software. And so uh, the first few weeks is kind of tough in order, in terms of my particular business to, to actually get results because just conversion, AB testing takes a while to get data. Mm -hmm. But you know, I think it's just sort of set initial expectations and say, this is what you can expect. Mention them, like everything needs to be about benefits to them. What I see a lot of people that do service work and have customers is they're really excited about mentioning um, kind of the features. So um, it'll be like, hey, you know, we have this and we can do that, et cetera. And so it's taken me a long time to learn. I still have to relearn it. But I say I, I now just talk in terms of benefits. This many more free trial subscribers to you, this much more revenue, like this much in terms of user experience. And then and then just be reliable and deliver it. I had one, I had one, a guy who has a really, a much bigger and, and very successful agency. We were chatting once and he said, he said, you know, I said, how did you grow? Like, how did you grow your client base and this, that, and the other? I was trying to learn from him. And, and he said, honestly, two people actually said this, it's just execution. He said, because it's so hard when you're a business that's hiring service providers of any kind to find people and organizations that are reliable and do what they say. So they'll make some claim, that's fine, but then do they fulfill that claim and are they like reliable and they consistently do what they say? If you have that, anyone knows from the hiring side, if you have that, you're like, oh my God, this person is amazing, whether it's an you know, employee or a consultant or whatever, a, a company that you guys have hired for something. And so that's, I think, once you have that going, then, then it's sort of smooth sailing in terms of customer experience. Fair enough. 
So, but you would dive right like that first few weeks. You're diving in and basically doing an A/B test on on uh, opt-in or something like uh, that. It depends. So we have a set plan depending on what they're doing. Generally, in the first few weeks, we would we're looking at at analysis and and we're looking at analytics and understanding users. So we have sort of a, kind of a jumpstarty type thing, and and we and we look at their analytics and see where the conversion dips are, where we could get the biggest effect, you know, what, what pages if we increase would have the biggest effect on our business. We then um, look for any analytics pitfalls because often you can find big conversion wins because someone hasn't tested their site in IE9 and there's a decent amount of visitors that are viewing on IE9 mm-hmm. it's broken. Then we start doing customer research, Qualaroo surveys on the site, surveys of existing customers, session recordings, heat maps, scroll maps, and then we come up with hypotheses and say, okay, we think XYZ are causing friction on the site for your users. And then if we implement these variations, they could, elim- they could sort of uh, get rid of that friction. And that happens within generally the first month. And then we start implementing those sites. So real results come in uh, after that, depending on how much traffic they have. Fair enough. So, Davis, you're the conversion king, but Benji is the traffic guy. So, are you guys going to be joining forces to provide, to basically take all of your lessons through Grow, grow and Convert and provide that to businesses so you can have both both sides of the story? Um, we're not planning on doing a lot of service work. We may, uh, depending if, if certain situations present itself, but that's not sort of our idea. Um, we haven't really sort of fully fleshed out monetization we have ideas we haven't really talked about it benji i mean i don't know do you want to talk about it we think we yeah. think there's a few there's a few problems that readers are, are talking about a lot a lot of them a lot of our readers are marketers with inside companies not sort of solo solopreneur bloggers and they have issues um that are unique to marketers inside of companies hiring writers is a big one benji wrote a series of posts mm-hmm. on that a lot of people have liked it. A lot of people have a lot of very detailed follow-up questions they've asked us over email. So we're thinking of possibly creating a resource uh, in 2016 for them, some sort of um, you know premium product or something that can help sort of walk through the process that Benji has done several times on that. Um, we have some software ideas in the works. So that's kind of what we're thinking of, of, of products that are more scalable than um, yeah. sort of consulting and service businesses. That's I cool. ran an agency okay. before, and I just it's yeah, tough. it's tough. And I think the thing is, just the more clients you get, the more time you put in the business. And so that's kind of where Davis is at too. It's just like the more you're just caught up in all this uh, client work time. And so really, with this site, we're looking for scalable ways to to grow. Um, and so yeah, it'll it'll potentially involve software, products, uh, courses, that kind of stuff. Awesome. Okay, my final question for you gentlemen is, I'm sure you guys are in the middle of running some um, tests right now. You're doing, you're doing something try with some blog posts and you're waiting to post your results. Are you, you going to tell me what those are? Um, <laughs> I don't know. If, or do I, I have to read the blog? Yeah, I don't know if it's really specific to us. I can tell you like from a promotion standpoint, uh, like yesterday we got almost 1,000 uniques. Um, Alone, and that was from Facebook groups primarily. Um, well, actually, it was it, it was a combination between publishing two posts this week finally, and um, kind of trending on both growth hackers and inbound, and then also um, just 
Yeah, I've been joining a lot of different Facebook groups, um, some around marketing, some around blogging, and just trying to be part of the conversation in a lot of those. Um, and so actually the Medium post has been resonating with people in in the Facebook groups. I think that's kind of what I've been sharing there. Um, and so, yeah, we just got about a thousand people on our site yesterday just from being in those places. And we're still trying to crack Reddit. So I think that's something I've been playing around with. I haven't done too, I haven't had too much time to spend on research. Um, and if anyone has ideas, I would love them to reach out to us. Um, yeah, that I think I know that that's our biggest um, channel that we can we could utilize. So at ThinkApps, there was a month. So the the month that I hit thirty thousand, thirty five thousand uniques at ThinkApps, we had two posts kind of go mini viral on Reddit, and I think one one was a story one was a story about women's jeans, which was kind of crazy to me. Uh, yeah, that that kind of post would actually do well on Reddit, but it was a story about how the there was a product manager at Mozilla that left to start uh, like a tech gene company and somehow that story got like 9,000 people in a day uh, on Reddit and so that was huge and so I don't know I just know that different stories can blow up on there I just haven't figured out how to crack the code just because I know it takes a lot of time learning the community learning the ins and outs building karma and I, I don't know if I am the person to to crack that. So I don't know. I'm I'm open to ideas from people. I've trying to been do I've been trying to do some research on it. Um, but I think that's kind of like the next channel that we're looking to crack. Well, I'm looking forward to the blog post that says we finally cracked. <laughs> so am I. So I can hear all about it. So am I. We had we, another interesting one that I'm really skeptical about. Is we had a reader reach out this week. We should tell them about this. And she said uh, something something about Pinterest. And I responded to the email and I said, yeah, our audience is really really on Pinterest. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And she was like, no, that's ridiculous. Of course it does. And so we got into this email conversation and she said, well, what if you let me, like, create and run a Pinterest account for you and we can see how much traffic that brings in. And if it works, uh, we can write a post about it. And and I, I, on, I was I, I still... Right now, I'm, I, I told Benji, I was like, this is a ridiculous idea. Like, we're not selling couches, right? Why would we be on Pinterest? And she, I, I told her, I said, Our mar-, she was like, yeah, marketers are on Pinterest. And I was like, no, no, but for work or because they need new window treatments? Like, why are they on Pinterest? I think you're being very stereotypical right no, now. I, I think it's just because we don't, we don't really understand it, like, I, I know I know that marketers have had a lot of success on it, but I've just never really seen it be used for like a true marketing blog. I guess I, I guess I've I, never I, used I, it for that. Like what we, my wife and I just moved, and I use Pinterest to find new furniture and like ideas. That's the only <laughs> reason I use it. And so I don't know. I just don't hear about it. And so are you gonna let her do yeah, it? Yeah. So we were like, okay, okay fine. Good. And so we're gonna make sure good. that everything is UTM tracked. So all clicks from Pinterest say source Pinterest if they don't already. And then we'll look at the Google Analytics in detail and see. Because we she she did admit she said yeah bounce rate maybe a little little bit higher for Pinterest etc. So we'll see how all the stats compare. What about like the influencer marketing? Are you planning on doing any big blog posts and calling out people? Uh, you know, influencers and getting them to share. Uh, we start kind of starting that already. So whenever we're tr- and we're not doing a good job. 
Um, but we're trying to <laughs> horrible job. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to link to key, key people inside our blog post and then mention it to them that we uh, had had mentioned it. To them. Yeah. We've tried okay. to actually write guest posts a couple times on on other blogs, and the post that I just released on the March uh, growth model talks about it a bit. The numbers just don't. We just can't. We just can't get those to bring enough traffic for it to be worth it. So we're keeping yeah. content on our site, and in fact, doing the opposite, which is having people guest post on our site. Um, so in that turn, in that way. We're not really doing that un- unless it's just for sort of brand building or relationship building, guest hosting elsewhere. But yeah, we're doing a terrible, terrible. But you job. haven't, you you haven't had, you haven't tested, or you don't know enough about. Does it really work to mention Mr. Bigwig in your blog post and then he tweets it out to his fans and they all come flooding to your site? You haven't experienced that. I mean, I you tested that. Yeah, yet. I mean, I know it does work. I've done it in the past, but I'm not intentionally. I guess, including people just to try to get them to promote it. I think because a lot of what we're doing is case studying, people are mentioned naturally just because it's typically we got this idea from someone or we actually have a pretty big network of marketers that we keep in contact with like almost daily. And so it's usually mentioning one of those people or someone that we we look up to in the space, and then we'll just send it over to them. And so it's usually marketers, and so I would say that they typically would know the strategy. And so sometimes they share, sometimes they don't. Um, but yeah, I mean, it definitely it definitely helps. And I know there was a post just written on influencer marketing in Sumo Me, and it listed like twenty of us. <laughs> And so I know that everyone just shared it, and so I know I know the strategy works, but I don't think we're really testing that. That's out a that's a side. different. So there's different flavors of it. That's yeah. the like roundup post strategy, where the entire post yeah. is just listing people, and then you hope that all of them in aggregate share it, and then it does really well. That can work, but it's kind of it's that's starting to get pretty overdone already. Yeah. And then and then but then there's also like can you somehow get a mention from Gary Vaynerchuk or something, you know, and that can work. Okay. But in the end, like generally what they do is they tweet it and, or something like that. So if they have a big yeah. Facebook audience, uh, that can work well because the engagement on Facebook's a lot higher. E- admittedly, there's some organic reach issues. Um, but if they have, I think the key, and this is extremely hard to do is if you have something extremely valuable, and they have a big engaged email list, and they email it out to yeah. them. That's the win. Yeah, but that's, that's that would be killer, yeah, that's right? Really yeah. hard because a tweet is like that's going to get you. you yeah, think? it's going to get you a little bit of likes. Like that's fine, or or or, or traffic because the engagement is just so tiny on a single tweet. Uh, yeah, I think that's kind of actually what we're trying to crack right now is how how we can get into more email lists. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I mean. Tweets are valuable, but they got such a short lifespan. Uh, so we're really interested in figuring out how we can crack email lists. Like if we reach out to different people who run uh, large sites and have different email lists, if we could write a post that they would want to include in their emails or I don't know, we're just trying to be more strategic about how to crack the code on, on getting into people's email lists. Yeah, definitely. All right, gentlemen, I have taken too much of your time today. Somebody give me, pick, pick between one of you, give me your final words, where you want us to go, what you want us to do, and just, again, how to find you both. So we live on growandconvert.com, 
Uh, you can read about us and you can find sort of Twitter profiles in our about page. There we're basically, as Lindsay mentioned at the beginning, we're trying, we're uh, four months into this challenge of trying to get 40,000 uniques in six months. Definitely the hardest part is coming up right now where we're sort of in the steep part of the exponential. If you join our email list there, click the join us button at the top of the page, um, then you'll get emails about once a week, sometimes if we're really feeling feisty twice. Um, and we send really in-depth articles uh, that are case study based that talk about what we're doing to, to grow traffic, what we and other people are doing. Awesome. Yep. Well, thanks again, Benji. Do you have something to say, to Davish? Uh, uh, I, would, I would just say that Benji. <laughs> Yeah. on top of that, I think the big piece of all of this is, is responding to people. And so, yeah, we, we you asked how people can get in contact with us. So if they join our email list, there's an option to actually reach out directly to us with someone's biggest challenge. And we actually take the time to respond to everyone. And we try to respond to all the comments and all the comments and all the communities. And so, yeah, we're just trying to be really engaged with our audience as well. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Benji and Davish, for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks, Lindsay. Well, there you have it, folks. Another awesome episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. Make sure you hit up these guys on growandconvert.com because they know they are doing exactly what we're trying to do here. I am your host, One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. You've been listening to the Traffic and Leads podcast featuring online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Tune in each week to experience Lindsay's unique gift for helping entrepreneurs and small business owners accelerate the growth of their business by strategically getting them more traffic and powerful leads. To make sure you don't miss a single business building show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and OneClickLindsay.com. If you know someone who would benefit from more traffic and leads, please tell them about the Traffic and Leads podcast. And finally, to learn more about working with Lindsay and her dedicated team of marketing experts, please visit OneClickLindsay.com. Now go and implement what you've learned. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. And remember, the solution to your slow growth is just one click away.